Welcome back to 767 Podcast. Today's podcast is titled Cracking the Code. The scripture is going to be coming from 2 Chronicles 7, 13 through 20 with a focus on verses 13 and 14. We're going to begin today's podcast in prayer, followed by song, and then we will get into today's podcast. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to go ahead and bless this room right now, God, or any place that you guys are at listening to this right now, God. I ask that you allow us to be able to have a clear mind and be able to understand the word that you're trying to bring to us, God. I ask that you allow us to be able to focus in what you have us to do and be led by you and your spirit. In your name I pray, amen. Amen. Now we're going to have a song. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the that makes me white as snow no other fault i know nothing but the blood of jesus amen so today we're going to take a look at second chronicles 7 and we're going to ask if someone would read second chronicles 7 verses 13 to 20 and then we will go back and focus on verse 14. when i shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. For now I have chosen and sanctified this house, that my name may be there forever, and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. As for you, if you walk before me as your father David walked, and do according to all that I have commanded you. And if you keep my status and my ju- my statutes and my judgment, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom as I covenanted with David your father, saying, You shall not fail to have a man as a ruler of Israel. But if you turn away and forsake my stat- statutes and my commandments, which I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them. Then I will uproot from my land, which I have given them, and this house, which I have sanctified for my name. I will cast out my sight and will make it a proverb 
and a byword among all peoples. Amen. So what we wanted to do now is go back and focus on uh, specifically verse 14. I think it's important that we break down each of these steps that we have to do in order to kind of activate this, so to speak. So we're going to break down being humble, praying, seeking his face, and turning from wicked ways. So to begin with, is anyone want to speak on being humble? We want to, what does it mean to be humble? Um, I think humble means putting others' needs and wants before yours and being able to keep a grounded image of yourself and others. So I think God is able to put his needs and wants aside to give everybody else a chance to live their life free of sin. I just feel like if you're humble, you don't allow the things that you get, like monetarily um, or any of the gifts that God gives you, because everything is, of course, from God. You don't allow any of that to affect your mental, and you don't allow any of that to be portrayed on your daily life. You know, you may drive a Lamborghini or you may have a big house, but you're able to sit there and talk to somebody who may not necessarily have that and be able to, you know, to resonate with them. And so, you know, that's just kind of where I'm coming from when, it, when, it, when you're talking about humble. So we're going to go and get a scripture reference here, and um, this is coming from 1 Peter 5, and it says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And we'll start at the sixth verse, therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Verse 8, be sober and vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks out like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, and strengthen, and settle you. To him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. All right. So now we're going to look at prayer. So in the verse, it says, you know, that if we would humble ourselves and pray. So we're going to take a look at prayer and what the Bible has to say about prayer. Does anybody want to say anything and have some scripture references for prayer? I have a scripture. It says, then will you call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. It's Jeremiah 21, 12. Amen. Amen. Being humble. I think now we can uh, look at prayer and get a scripture reference for prayer and, and how we feel that we prayer fits into this cracking the code. Um, a scripture I found for prayer is, Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. It's by Jeremiah 29, 12. I think the, the Bible also gives reference to prayer in saying that we should pray continually. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18, it says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do we have another scripture reference for prayer? First of all, I'd like to say that praying is, is nothing more than talking to God. Just like I'm talking to you, I can go and I can talk to God. 
and he hears me and rewards me accordingly. Uh, one of the most popular prayers that we recite is from the book of Matthew, the sixth chapter, and the ninth verse. And when you pray, go into your most private room and closing the door, pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you in the open. And when you pray, do not multiply the words, repeating the same over and over, and heap up frames and phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think they will be heard for their much speaking. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray therefore like this, Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Does anybody else have anything to comment or say about prayer? I think that prayer is something that is necessary in any time, and especially in the time that we're in right now. I think it is very necessary for us to be praying, whether you're young, old, I mean, not only it being necessary, but something we need to continually do, which is said in the Bible. And so I think that it's just important for us as the body of Christ to make sure that we're doing that and doing it, as I said, continually without ceasing, as my grandmother said before. So. Also, in regards to prayer, it does, and I don't know if someone can help me find this scripture where it says that through prayer and supplication, we make our requests known unto God. I think it's just a, another way for us to be in communication with God. And uh, although he does know our needs and knows our desires, it is just a way for us to be in constant communication with him. Can anybody find that? Is it Philippians 4 and 6? Yes, can you read that? Yeah. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And that's the New International Version. Thank you. All right, so now we want to take a look at the third aspect of this verse, which is seek his face. So we just want to see if we can find some scripture reference uh, in regards to seeking his face. What does that mean to us in order to seek his face? I think to seek his face means to find God, and that's how all relationships start with God. You need to find him first, whether it be going to church, praying, reading your Bible, you need to find him first. Well, to be honest with you, I think that seek your face as well as prayer go hand in hand. I think in order to seek him, you need to be able to not only pray to him, but be able to give yourself to him. So I think that prayer is a big part of seeking his face because prayer is just the time that you spend talking to God. As my grandmother said, it's a relationship. It's that interpersonal connection between you and God. And that time is you seeking his face. And so I think that, you know, prayer and seeking your face go hand in hand. Okay, and uh, just uh, 
quick scripture reference I have Hebrews 11 6 it says without faith it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him so we need to be continuing to prayer and to continue to do his will for our lives so we just need to pray and kind of figure out what purpose he has for us and seek that and we also want to do his commandments and live by his statutes and his laws and like we said humble ourselves before him and we just want to make sure that we are living a life like Christ that is Christ like it also says in first chronicles 16:11 that we seek the lord and his strength seek his presence continually can somebody read john 6 verse 38 through 40 for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. And we have another scripture reference for seeking his face. Okay, this is coming from Proverbs 7th chapter and the 15th verse, reading from the King James Version. Therefore came I forth to meet thee, diligently to seek thy face, and I have found thee. Thank you. All right, and now we're going to turn to the fourth aspect of this Bible verse, which is to turn from the wicked ways. Anybody want to have any have anything to say about that or a scripture reference? Um, I think turning from your wicked ways means putting your past in your past and starting a new life with God. Um, and that can start with going to church, praying, reading your Bible. Um, but I think you have to start somewhere and to turn from your wicked ways so that you're put so that you can start a new life with God. I would completely agree with what Taylor's saying. I think that in order to turn from your wicked ways, you need to first understand and evaluate what is wrong or what needs to, you know, what you think that you can do in order to get closer to God. Um, so as Taylor said, you need to read your Bible. You need to not only do that, but you need to pray um, and just begin to create a relationship with God. Um, and then being able to understand, you know, the second part of it is being able to, you know, if you're listening to music that's not necessarily right, if you're doing things that aren't necessarily right, um, for you to go ahead and stop, repent from that, and begin to start anew, you know, as my sister was saying. Um, because, it, you know, first you got to go ahead and get yourself right, and then you got to get yourself right with God. So it's important that, you know, we understand what is wrong or what we need to fix in ourselves, and then go ahead and go be with God and continue to, you know, just go step by step um, and try to get yourself right with God because that's the only way that we can technically turn from our wicked ways. Um, and if you're sitting there wondering, you know, what what might I, what am I doing or what might I be doing that's wrong, you know, read the Bible, figure it, you know, just kind of understand what is going on because God has had it clearly laid out for us um, what we're supposed to do and what we need to do in order to get right with him. And so that's the whole point um, of turning from your wicked ways. It's a two-part Twofold. I have a scripture reference from 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. 
It says, uh, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So I think that that has significance just in that we are, when you come to Christ, you're to turn away from those things that you know are not godly or not Christ-like. So um, when you come to him, all the things that you've done in the past uh, are, are made new and you're, you're a new creature in him. Amen. Um, I think Cameron made an excellent point that, uh, and I think this is where a lot of people uh, miss the mark because we have a tendency to think that once we make a mistake or we mess up, we're ready to give up. But actually, God is a God of another chance, a God of a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. So God forgives us, uh, but we need to learn from those mistakes and not give up because we have slipped and we need to start over again. But to me, uh, to turn from our wicked ways simply means to stop sinning. I think it's also important, you know, because I know that at least um, in times that I've heard people and even in myself, you know, to understand that once you've started out or you've continued to do what you've done and you turn to God, that you are a completely new person and that you cannot focus on what has happened in the past and what has dragged you down. Um, and as my mom said, you are a new creature. So I think it's important for the body, you know, for the body of believers and people who are not. If you're starting out and you know, you're thinking, oh, well, I've done X, Y, and Z, you know, why in the world would God not take me? Understand that when you give yourself to Christ, that you are a new person. You're not to worry about the things that have happened in your past or worried about things that, you know, you may think are not good enough to be in the body of Christ. God wants every single person and God will continue to ask and beg and plead for you to come to him because you are his child. And so I think it's important for anybody to realize that it doesn't matter what you did, um, but it matters that you go ahead and you repent and you turn from your wicked ways, meaning you don't continue to do what you were doing before, whether that, you know, whatever that may be, just to kind of round out what I was saying, um, you know, don't allow, you know, your situations or your circumstances or who you are to hinder you from, you know, from coming to God because, you know, turning from your wicked ways is something that you can do. And with the help of God and continuing to pray, you'll get there. So that's what I think. And Terry, I think I gave you a couple of scriptures earlier today. And um, one was talking about how it is not God's will uh, that any should perish, but that all should come to the knowledge of the truth. He doesn't want anybody left behind. So that's not his intention. So he has uh, set up this plan of salvation that is free to all. Anybody can obtain this. It's not an exclusive uh, club. So um, we thank God that for God's plan of salvation and um, how he continues to lift us up and and take us back and uh, hold us. There, I know there have been so many times in my life that uh, things have gone wrong, and but I'm so glad that I did not give up because God is, as I said before, a God of a second or third chance. And I'm so glad that he's a God 
that will never give up on us. Uh, and scriptures for that is Matthew 24 and 14, if someone has that. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Okay. And Second Peter 3 and 9. Um, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slacklessness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. Amen. This concludes the segment on cracking the code, and now we'd just like to leave you or end this podcast with uh, a few subjects or topics that the Lord has laid on our hearts that we would like to share with his people at this time. I think that if we only had one thing to just kind of leave you guys with is the importance of not only prayer, but understanding the time that we are currently in right now. This is a time where if we're not getting everything together and we're not only praying and we're not taking this situation in this time seriously, we're going to you know run into a bigger issue. And I think that it's important, as I said, to pray. It's important to find a relationship with God. And as a body of believers, which is what this has to do with, we need to get ourselves on one accord and begin to follow the scripture and the guidelines that God has bestowed upon us. I think, like Cameron said, I think the one thing I would leave to everybody is to find your relationship with God. I think that's very important and that always will come first. And so I think you need to start finding your relationship with God. I found uh, in 1 Peter 1 and 9, it says, uh, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your soul. So I think that if I were to leave an important piece, I would think that your soul salvation is the, the most important piece um, that I can leave with you is just um, getting to know God in Christ and your walk with him, but the salvation of your soul. And coming to him at this time so I think that the time is of the essence for us to really get serious about this and I think soul salvation is the most important piece I would leave with you right now I agree with uh, everything that's been said I, I believe that salvation is the biggest piece of, of what we need to give to uh, the body of believers and to the world we can see that things have changed, that um, we're seeing things now that have never happened before, and everything seems to be changing, and it tells us the likeness of the times uh, we are living in, as Terry said, uh, makes me think that we are actually living out scriptures. We see the word being fulfilled right before our very eyes. We may even be that generation that will witness the return of Christ in our lifetime. So I think God has given us a wake-up call. There is a great spiritual awakening going on globally. I think he is uh, sending revivals to wake us up and to strengthen and encourage us. And I think that uh, we need to focus on the times, the times that was very important in biblical days, the sign of the times. And we're seeing signs 
every day that we are actually running out of time so that the Bible tells us to seek God while he may be found. So um, we know that this is a wake-up call for us. And I think that's best signaled by uh, the messages he's given us, the SOS calls, the 911, the, um, what do I call it, shelter-in-place call, and the crack in the code, and that particular scripture, Second Chronicles 7, 14, uh, tells us how uh, to end this pandemic and to um, get back to a sense of normalcy. So I think that um, that is what God is telling us to do in this season. As we end this podcast today, we always want to make sure that we uh, allow someone to uh, come to Christ and, and we offer them salvation. So we're going to offer that at this time. We believe that if you read Romans 10 and 9 and you believe in your heart that you will be saved. So we're just asking that if you would want salvation at this time if you would read romans 10 and 9 we believe that you would be saved but we would like to end today's podcast today with prayer dear heavenly father we thank you for allowing us to be able to meet not only just as us four but being able to meet with you on the other end um and we ask that you go ahead and bless every single listener that's on this call or on this podcast however you are listening to us right now um, I ask that you be blessed, and I ask that we all will be able to come together for our next podcast and be able to receive the Word of God. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. We hope that you will tune in next week where we are going to explore the missing link. So today's podcast, we looked at cracking the code, and next week we are going to be looking at the missing link. Be blessed.